This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Marketing Profs. Do you have the right stuff? Unleash your inner writer by downloading the latest Marketing Profs Marketing Writing Kit for free. You'll find it in the show notes, but you can go to mprofs.com forward slash duct tape. Welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance, and with me today is my old pal, Brian Clark, the founder and CEO of Copyblogger Media, company behind Rainmaker, Platform, Studio Press, and Synthesis, all tools that I use. He's also recently launched a curated email newsletter called Further, which provides research-backed tips for living your best life. So, Brian, welcome back. Thanks, John. Pleased to be here as always. It's always good to talk to you. So in that intro, I named a whole bunch of stuff uh, that you're involved in. I wonder if maybe uh, there are people out there that uh, don't know the the length and breadth of the copy blogger empire. I wonder if you could kind of just talk about your business model and and kind of what it's up, what 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 you're up to, and and you know what's your sort of point of view about business. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's funny when people call it an empire because we have a lot of different uh, product lines and yet we are a bootstrap company. Um, we did make it to uh, eight figures in revenue last year for the first time. But, you know, Copyblogger Media has existed since 2010. There were, you know, the blog dates about to uh, 2006. And I launched several businesses off of uh, the blog before 2010, merged them together because we wanted to create this all-in-one solution, which became known as the Rainmaker Platform. But along the way, because we never took VC money um, and we were always uh, very uh, – we think a real business actually makes a profit if possible. <laughs> uh, not a very popular uh, trend in the in the tech community that we play in, but uh, it's, a di it's different rules when you don't go for the outside cash. So we basically built piece by piece what became the Rainmaker platform. And of course, we sold each piece with, you know, Studio Press. Synthesis is when we got into hosting to make sure that we really had our server infrastructure down. Uh, we had Premise, which is no longer on the market. Uh, we have Scribe, which we don't really promote separately anymore. But that was our strategy, which is build a part uh, to our own specifications and needs as online marketers and publishers ourselves, sell that a la carte until we could obviously uh, finish development on the platform, which happened last year. And uh, so it's not that we are, are disregarding all those a la carte parts because I think we serve two very distinct markets right now. There's the do-it-yourself WordPress people. They want their own self-hosted site. They want to you know, choose their own plugins, install their own themes, tinker with their design, all of that. And, and that's where we grew out of. So we love those people. Um, but we're seeing the major trend is, especially with, with content creators and, and business people who are not even, you know, so... 
the people who build WordPress websites, they don't necessarily know how to code. And that was a market we were serving, which is do more without coding. And yet I think we see a, a huge market, and you can tell me if you're seeing the same thing, of people who would not even touch a plugin. They don't even want to look <laughs> yeah. under the hood at WordPress. They just want it to work. And I think really that's where the market is evolving to. So Rainmaker Platform is really the, the go-forward solution for people who they don't want to get under the hood. In fact, they might need even other services, which I think you and your duct tape marketing network are seeing right on the ground. Yeah, I, I think the bottom line, the baseline, I always tell people when it comes to small business uh, is uh, they start with, could you just do it all for me? Um, I, I think because, again, if you think about it, you know, how many small businesses are started because they know how to do marketing or want to do marketing, right? They're, they're started right. because they want to do that really cool thing that they created or service that they learned and, and went out on their own to do. And marketing is just something that in a lot of ways gets in the way, but then they realize how important it is. Yeah, no, and it's true. And looking back at, at my days, um, you know, when I first figured out how to make a living and it was, you know, I, it was content driven. Um, when I left the, my big law firm job and my parents cried and my friends said I was crazy. Um, they were kind of right there for about a year. <laughs> um, I was trying to build a online content business powered by advertising, which, you know, in 1997, 1998, that's the only metaphor we really understood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, if you're going to give something away for free, uh, like a magazine, then it's got to be ad supported. But it wasn't until I read Permission Marketing by Seth Godin that I realized, oh, you, you're doing everything right except you don't have anything to sell. And the only thing I had to sell at that time, I, I still had a law license. So I reluctantly, in order to feed myself, <laughs> uh, created a, a legal newsletter about internet advertising and, and related issues, which was really kind of a new field. And it was amazing. It took off. I had my first successful solo business. Um, and I, I didn't want to practice law. I knew that for sure. But I, I had the bug at that point. I loved starting businesses. So I came at it almost with this marketing first thing. Like I figured out how to do marketing as an indicator uh, that I was an entrepreneur. Um, so when I started my next two businesses were both uh, virtual real estate businesses, brokerages basically. I was great at marketing. We never had any problem with customers or getting enough leads. It, it, it was the opposite problem. I didn't understand how to delegate or to properly run process-driven business. So I was working 18 hours a day, a victim of my own marketing success. So I think that's what really led me eventually after that to start Copyblogger to teach people because they struggle with the marketing part. But a lot of people are really good at, at what they do and, and really good at, at running a business smartly. So you see what I'm saying? I almost had it flip-flop. But yeah. I think you'd agree at the same time that marketing is the piece that people struggle with. And yeah. if you get that right, you can figure everything else out, which we've done now with Copyblogger Media, which is – over 50 people, you know, distributed throughout the world. And yet it runs, you know, 
amazingly smoothly for what it is. So, Yeah, and I think you hit on a really key part of that. Uh, so there is the, you have to have this thing that people want. You have to do marketing uh, to draw them. But I think the connecting part that sinks a lot of businesses is just what you talked about. You also then have to start setting up processes and delegating and, and running it like a real business. And that's the part that I think uh, some people never graduate out of. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, it, when I got out of those two real estate businesses and started copy blogger, I swore I would never have an employee. You know, I would never uh, co- overly complicate my life. And and then you look back nine years later and you're like, how did you end up with 50 plus people and $10 million in revenue? And that, well, each step followed the next. And we just did what seemed the next thing to do, but also we had the processes in place. And a lot of this, the credit goes to Tony Clark, my COO, no relation, but he's been my partner now for seems like ever, (laughs) certainly the longest person I've ever worked with, but he's an operations guy. He's a process guy. So from early on in 2007, when we launched Teaching Sales, our first product, um, it was me, Tony, and his wife, Kim, three Clarks. She was support because she said, you guys cannot be doing support. You're terrible at it. Uh, (laughs) That's when she stepped in. Tony was, he was code. He was design. He was, I mean, he was everything to make the ship run. And I was content. So um, I was building the audience and, and already had to a certain degree. So that was my core function. And then I created that first product for the most part, um, because of course it was a training program and that's also content. So you notice at that point, I stuck to what I was good at. And yet, because I finally understood that part and let other people do what they were good at, that's how we got to today. So it seems like I, I went back on my word not to overly complicate my life, but my life is a million times better (laughs) and has been than it was 2001 to 2005. Even though that was my first real success, you know, I I was making more money than I would have made as a lawyer. I was making more money than senior partners at the firm I had left. And yet I was working and I was not happy about it. But, you know, uh, is it Michael Berger, uh, the the E-Myth, right? uh, Gerber. Gerber. Gerber, I'm sorry. Dyslexic on you there for a second. (laughs) But, you know, the whole working uh, on your business instead of in it. I was in it, man. I was in it and I could not get out. Yeah. Yeah, you, you hit on a, a great point, um, and, and we, we can leave this alone after <laughs> after uh, this observation, but there are very few operations people who are also great idea people, and vice versa. Uh, and I think that uh, the point you hit on of, of finding that balance, if you're that idea person that you know can't sit still for an hour you know, without changing course, you need <laughs> that that navigation, you know, yeah, operations you a, person. A strong rudder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and the flip side of that, if you're that person who's just, no, we have to do it this way, you know, because that's what we're supposed to do, uh, then you maybe won't have the, the innovation uh, component that's so necessary as well. Right. And I've been fortunate that Tony is just as flexible. I mean, he understands that nothing is set in stone and especially in an internet business really, which today means all business. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if you create some sort of plan that extends out beyond 
as far as you can see, which is probably a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love these people that say, what's your five-year plan? Five-year plan? Come uh, on. I hope, to be, I hope to be alive. <laughs> that's, yes. a, that's all I can give yeah. you. <laughs> I, hope, I hope four <laughs> intervening years don't kill me. I mean, that's about all I can say. But yeah, you, you, you really have – people talk about real-time marketing or real-time business. It's true. Yeah. Everything is that way and I'd argue it was always that way. It's just now we have the means – of quickly adapting to feedback in ways that we were either impossible or really, really expensive in the past. Yeah, I, I think probably what I've done, maybe intuitively, I'm not sure I planned it, is you, while, while you, it is real time, you're constantly maybe uh, viewing things as, how could I cast this to the future? You know, how could this support me? Oh, it's extrapolation. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. I'm good at that. Yeah. And that's a weird skill. Yeah. But, you know. It's not necessarily yeah. a plan. It's okay in the moment. What's happening? You know, what would that do for me a year from now? I think that's you know, in the, and there is no sort of cut and dried way to do that. It, it, I think it's sort of. I know, I know. Operations people hate, hate gut feelings, but it is sort of gut feelings, <laughs> right? Yeah. So well, it's an it's an informed yeah in, intuition is what I call it. It's not like you're just staring out the window and you have a feeling and you go with it. No, you're you're absorbing massive amounts of information. And somehow you have to synthesize it and then you know. I mean you know at least which way to go. You don't know exactly how you're going to implement every little step. But at least knowing which way to point the ship is, yeah. is you know. So uh, give us a quick update for those folks that are not familiar with uh, the Rainmaker platform, which is one of your newer uh, ventures. What's, uh, what's, what's up with Rainmaker these days? Yeah, it's our newest thing. We, we launched it last year. First, we had a uh, pilot program um, to get in very early adopters, gave them a great deal in exchange for feedback. So from April of last year to the public launch in September, we took that feedback and and took it from 1.0 to 2.0, which was mm -hmm. amazing uh, testament to our developers and to the feedback that we got. So the public launch was in September. Um, the, the reception we got exceeded our expectations, uh, especially because we kind of see it as, you know, the blue ocean that we're going beyond our existing reach. But a lot of people are fed up with WordPress and they said, yes, please, I don't want to update. I don't want to manage. I want uh, something more secure so I can just focus on creating content. And the good thing is that, of course, even at that stage, Rainmaker was a fairly sophisticated website compared to, of course, the standard WordPress right. install. You know, if you really want to talk about it uh, in simplest terms, Rainmaker is a custom version of WordPress that we use ourselves. Yeah. So, for example, when, when you hear that the New York Times uses WordPress, they don't use WordPress out of the box. No, <laughs> no one uses WordPress out of the box. And yet, good can you imagine how much the New York Times paid for their customized version of WordPress? We don't even want to know. Yeah. So we're trying to democratize that and bring that at an affordable level, you know, somewhat like HubSpot did with their own proprietary system. Um, but we wanted to start with open source again because, uh, well, we're open source people, but also because of development costs. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go take $100 million and start from scratch – well, that's what Squarespace did, and that's what HubSpot did. But uh, anyway, so fast forward to now, the first five months of, of this year, Rainmaker is, 
is really doing well. Um, we released our pro features, which include marketing automation, which will continue to evolve and get more sophisticated, and uh, our learning management system for those who are creating online training courses, um, whether that be paid as part of your business model or a lead generation thing. And we got a lot of very enthusiastic reaction. And, and really, we're going to continue to evolve those things going forward. But um, that was our vision back in 2010. Uh, and it took us a while to get out. But the way the market shook out, it's it's kind of perfect timing because a lot of people are getting more sophisticated. And they're like, you know, I do need to create this more automated but personalized experience for my website visitors. It's no longer enough to blog and say, join my newsletter right. so I can sell you stuff or in the minds of the public, spam them. <laughs> you know, right. It's got to be something more than that, right? Yeah. Um, and I think there have been people who have been doing that well for a long time. But as more as it becomes the norm, you've got people, you know, ha, I should say, duct taping together websites. Is that <laughs> is that offensive? No, 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 no. We we do it we do it in in, a, in only the most elegant ways. Exactly, of course. There, yes. you know, it's like origami. Yeah, There's a right way right. to use that's duct right. tape. That's right. But you know, you have to you you get got your WordPress site with your plugins and and this and that, which you have to manage to make keep it secure. Um, you know, you add something like Infusionsoft, which is, you know, starts around 200 bucks a month, lead pages, you know, for landing pages and testing and all that. So what uh, buffer, you know, for, uh, and all of these are amazing products, um, but our vision is that these things are features. And if we can create the entire package, which includes the website, the membership capabilities, all of that great stuff, and keep it somewhat affordable compared to, buying everything a la carte and putting it together, which even as we sit right now, the pro version of WordPress, I mean of, of Rainmaker, uh, comes in well below the, the other method. So now it just comes down to people understanding that we're really trying to provide the super, you know, uh, solution and yet not charge more. I mean, it's not $5 a month GoDaddy hosting. If, if you're at that stage, then you got to work your way up. But there's a lot of people who have put the time in. They put the work in, and they're ready for a more sophisticated solution. So that's that's what we've been doing on that front. Let's move to uh, uh, a, a new uh, venture that you're I, – I, actually, I guess I would be remiss in, in saying if people – Listeners want to see an example. The duct tape marketing consultant.com site is actually run on and powered by Rainmaker. So let's talk about a new uh, venture for you. And maybe this is a hobby, maybe this is a business play, uh, but I'll let you explain. You've started a new site called Further at uh, further.net, and uh, it's a little different uh, piece of content for you. Yeah, so the entire time, I guess really ever, you know, since I've been online. I've never done a personal blog. Um, I've always kind of stayed away from content that is just basically ranging from what I had for lunch to uh, my opinion on so-and-so, which I probably have no qualifications to opine about. So I've never been interested in that really, uh, and I'm still not. 
But coming out of the last few years of, of just being really intensely focused on building the business and talking about content marketing nonstop, um, I, I had even kind of stopped writing uh, for two reasons. Number one, very, very busy on being CEO uh, and, and surrounded by people like Sonia Simone and Damian Farmworth who are, who are great writers. So I let them do uh, – it goes back to that same theme. I let them do that and I go do what I'm good at. Um, but then as, as Rainmaker was launched and, you know, the path ahead was a little clearer uh, than, you know, when you're in development, I was like, I, I really want to get back to writing. Um, for the previous year before, I had really been working on non-business aspects of my life. I lost a lot of weight, I, you know. You know when you focus solely on business for a long time, I, I maybe not you, but for me, I stop working out yeah. or I just don't and I don't eat as well and you know, everything that you shouldn't do right. because the research shows that, you know, when you get good sleep and you exercise and you eat well, you're actually better at business. <laughs> but of course, when we get busy, those are the three things that go out the window. That's right. Anyway, so I, I really started focusing on health. Uh, I've always kind of had a, uh, you know, kind of a, a philosophical slash spiritual exploration side to me, you know, trying to figure out the bigger issues in life. Um, so I put a little more emphasis on that, put more emphasis on my family and my children. And it was a great year. It was one of the best years of my life. So coming into the end of 2014, I said, you know, I want to get back to writing really don't want to write only about content marketing, you know, yeah. <laughs> only after nine years, there's only so much you can say. Uh, and so I said, you know what, I, I read all these books and I, you know, and online I, I read certain type of uh, non-copy blogger style content related to personal development. I have no interest in being some kind of personal development guru. I am not qualified. I am a student. Um, but I decided to write about what I was learning as I did it. Uh, so that was kind of a sharing mechanism. Number two, from a learning standpoint, uh, which I had already experienced with Copyblogger in the early days, when you are trying to teach someone else, you're trying to explain material, especially if it's somewhat sophisticated, to other people, uh, that's a learning function called retrieval. The same concept as testing except it's a little more powerful in that let's say you read a book and you're going to try to explain, you know, an aspect or the overall gist of that book to people, you now know that stuff. You internalize it. You, you, you own it. Like you could read the book three times and you'd know it better if you just explained it once. Right. Yeah. So that's the other benefit of it that, you know, I'm not just reading books and it goes in one ear and out the other. I'm kind of internalizing the, uh, the material at a higher level. And finally, as you alluded to, like right now, there's no business model. I don't care. I just like doing it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's kind of liberating when you're, you've been business focused for, you know, 15 years. Just, it just, it's gone by quickly, but it, it just feels like that's what my life was about. So just to write something for the sake of writing it is very enjoyable. But 
it's also very gratifying for people to appreciate your writing and what you're sharing with them. I, I get a lot of great feedback from the audience. And yet there's no agenda. There's no pressure to sell them anything. Now, could there? Obviously, many people have made a fortune in the personal development yeah. world. Yeah. I have no interest in being Tony Robbins. But I, I'd love to put together maybe some conferences or something and, and have smart people come. You know, kind of that impresario model. I like – we just did our, our you know Authority Rainmaker conference um, a couple weeks ago in Denver. And it's just fun for me. You know, I wasn't the star of that show. I was the occasional MC. It was really um, all the people that I was able to bring together and, and the audience that, that mattered. So more emphasis on bringing others together. There are ways to make that into a business, sure. And maybe someday it will be. But right now, I'm just having fun. It's like my personal blog, except... It's very audience focused, and I guess it could be a business someday. Yeah, I, I, I could see, uh, you know, from from what I know about you from our many interactions, I could see you hosting some some meditation retreats. Um, you know, just breathe. It's not that complicated, guys. Just breathe. Yeah, exactly. I must, I would feel guilty about that. It's not. Hard. I had someone. I wrote about meditation this last week, and well, I know. Remember, me. I accused you of. You know, I, I wondered if you were going to. What was next? You're going to get a Subaru? Yeah. No. No. Not. <laughs> You live in Boulder and you drive a Subaru. It's all over for you at that point. Um, one of the things that I think you are particularly focused on in this particular venture is not just the, hey, here's the idea that that Oprah and some friend she was having on talked about, but more the kind of science behind some of this mind, body, health, and wealth stuff. Well, yeah, I'm a very uh, skeptical person. Yeah. Uh, I am not a overly touchy-feely, woo-woo type person, um, and yet... I think I have enough wisdom to know that I don't know anything and that I'm always trying to learn. And the fascinating thing about further, which is really exciting to write about these things, is when neuroscience establishes things like, oh, the Buddha was right 2,500 years ago, at least about meditation, right? You know what I mean? It's kind of amazing (laughs) that some of our ancient wisdom and philosophy uh, is actually turning out to be fairly accurate. And it's not so much that the science amazes me, but of course, but it is. I mean, yeah. brain science in general yeah. is just fascinating to me yeah. because we're figuring out a lot of things that we had wrong yeah. about conventional wisdom and what we understood for the, things to, the way things are. And yet at the same time, it's confirming things. Like, remember... It's interesting to me, like Cialdini's book, Influence, Mm -hmm. from a social psychology standpoint, established things that salespeople have known and were practicing for years. And then now neuroscience with MRIs and and all this are showing that the social psychology experiments that were performed, they can see it happen in the brain. So some things we know. But we know from, I guess, a more real-world observational thing from the salesperson who who knows to use social proof or scarcity to close the deal, right? Yeah. And then you know, then they do uh, psychology experiments, uh, and it gets established that that happens even in groups, right? Yeah. So it may not be in a lab. It's just like, hey, when I did it that way, I got better yeah. results. Yeah. Well, we've observed all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, now yeah. you look inside people's brain, and you're like, that's where it's happening, right yeah, there, yeah. In the frontal lobe. You know, yeah. like, it's amazing stuff. Yeah. So on one hand, 
we're debunking things that aren't true, and on the other hand, we're we're confirming uh, that that certain ancient wisdom is actually dead on, and that's what amazes me. Like, you know, how do you sit under a tree twenty five hundred years ago and figure out things that neuroscientists and, and quantum physics <laughs> are kind of like confirming? Anyways, this is. This is what I do for fun, John. Yeah. This is—I I don't know if that's sad or invigorating. No, I—I th- I think it's—it's uh, it's awesome that you have come to the place where you can do that, right? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's some people out there saying, "Gosh, I wish I had the space to write for fun." And and I think yeah, that that's- and it's—I I write the feature on Friday nights, which tells you something about my social life, you know. And then <laughs> well, I—you got little kids. I mean, yeah, that's exactly. All, that's what all I, I need to know. Going to the club? No, I'm not. Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese. Forget it. <laughs> But another aspect of it, and I think you, that's what you just hit on, is um, I have gotten to the point where, you know, beyond uh, the di- dynamic um, between Tony and I at the very beginning that allowed this organization to grow, it really took a while until I had a team that, uh, I guess, allows me to do more because I'm not doing it all myself. I mean, for the longest time, I still wrote all the copy on all the product sites. I mean, that's actually still true to this day, just because we haven't uh, done a major overhaul of any of that. Um, so I've, I've been very, very hands-on all these years, and I have such an amazing team now, and I finally, even the lessons I've learned from how bad it was you know, with those earlier businesses, it's still hard for me to let go. I really care and I care about details and it's hard to find people who get that and, and also can execute. And now I do. And it's amazing. It took me a while. I'm just like, wait, do they need me anymore? <laughs> but, but I think at that point you become a true leader, you know, yeah. you guide, you direct, you advise, uh, still always go forward strategy, which I love. Um, but instead of coming up with that go forward strategy and then rolling up my sleeve and starting typing or whatever the case may be, it's a true collaborative effort. Um, so further doesn't take up a whole lot of time, to be honest, and I enjoy it. Uh, so I, I've, just, I've had questions from people who are like, well, I really like doing this, but it doesn't make any money. Do you think I should quit it? <laughs> like. No, yeah. don't. I mean, I want to climb all the 14ers in Colorado. I'm not making any money off of that, and I'll probably kill myself. But it's a goal that you want to accomplish. Yeah. Not everything is about revenue and, and business and, and this and that. So I, I think I've become much more well-adjusted just by this whole process of focusing on, on things other than business. And I, I can't say that that is negative impact on business. In fact, I think the effect is overwhelmingly positive, like we talked about earlier, when instead of neglecting your health and your sleep and all this other stuff, that actually makes you more effective. But it's very difficult to tell someone, to tell the 2004 me that I should sleep more and work less and eat better. And, you know, I'd say, you know, step off. I got a business to run into the ground here. <laughs> well, and and fortunately, the science is on your side. So <laughs> I know it's amazing. So, so, so that helps me, my overly logical side. Yeah. You know, to say, you know, it, it. This is part of your job to take care of yourself. 
If you don't, your job is going to suffer. So we better wrap up today because we've gone even longer than I sometimes do, but this has been really a lot of fun. The I've, I've already got an idea for another show I want to have you back for um, to talk about uh, testing and conversion because uh, recently I noticed that uh, the copy blogger homepage is essentially a landing page with no navigation. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that would We've make been doing f- some interesting <laughs> stuff, and we're, we're ramping that up even more yeah. going forward. And, of course, we're happy to share. Our rule is everything is content. So yeah, <laughs> anything right. we do and we get good results, we're going to share we're it. So I would, I would love to come back on the show and talk about that because yeah. from a, from the business side of things, that is really where my brain is these days. Automation, which is its own beast of, of being really strategic about how you deliver the right content at the right time, but also optimization testing. It, yeah. It's fascinating because I've been a highly intuitive marketer all over the years and, and done pretty well. But I still love to see – I love to be wrong. <laughs> and, and that's the right mindset, which is you know, kill your darlings. You have yeah. a great headline yeah. uh, that you really think is awesome and there's another headline that you don't think is as cool and yet that one – buries the first headline in a b testing and you're like well okay <laughs> people have spoken you can't can't hold on to that so. yeah no absolutely right well brian thanks for joining me and uh, i know that uh, we will see you may- maybe in boulder but certainly somewhere out in colorado I'll, I'll hike one of those 14ers with you yeah absolutely you better because i, I may need help <laughs>